Hello, my name is Rohan. And my name is Rayfer. And welcome back to the Small World Podcast. Today, we have another new episode about culture and conflicts in current times. So, today we're going to talk about Myanmar. Now, Myanmar is a country in Asia、um, right next to China. And the, they had a democracy in place. However, the military actually did a military coup to take over that democratic government and make it an authoritarian government. Now, Myanmar has had a long history of authoritarianism, but as they shift more and more towards democracy, the less the army is being included. Because、um, the army, the military, was a large part of their dictatorship. So the military is sort of trying to go back to the old ways, while the younger generation in Myanmar is trying to go back to the new ways.、Mm, yeah,、mm-hmm. that's,、uh, that's pretty interesting.、Yeah. Um, there's also,、uh, it's not recent, it's been a few years, but、uh, mm-hmm. the crackdown on the Rohingya Muslims. Yeah.、Um, and how.、Uh, so, uh, The, the leader, I'm not sure. Yeah, Aung, Suki, Aung San Aung Suu Kyi. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like how she, she actually won the Nobel Peace Prize, but also was, played a vital role in just, uh, um, uh, uh, just like trying to eliminate and trying to kick out the Rohingya Muslims.、Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think that kind of reflects on what they call as democracy? And not only that, how, how that has like, influenced the youth of today? And also the military coup that recently happened. Yeah, well, you see a lot of countries such as China trying to eradicate some of the ethnic groups within、um, the country、uh, because Myanmar, they're widely Buddhist. And、uh, in a democracy, you say that it's equality for all people, all people have rights, but you're killing.、Um, Citizens of Myanmar,、um, it sort of has its contradictions.、Um, but that's where I believe the younger generation comes in、um, because the younger generation of、uh, Burmese people, which are what the people of Myanmar are called,、um, these younger Burmans are,、uh, they follow more of. The democratic values that democracy holds, such as equality for all. And they're sort of pushing back against Aung San Suu Kyi's treatment of the Rohingya Muslims. But again, I don't think they really know much of、uh, what to do about it. But with this military coup, you see, because they, they know the military is going to. They're going to persecute whoever. It doesn't matter if you're a Muslim, a Buddhist, they're going to persecute whoever gets in their way.、Um, so, to have the youth finally having a voice and they're fighting for a democratic government,、um, I think that shows some hope for Myanmar as a country because、uh, if they find their voice here, they can find their voice、uh, when they don't agree with something such as the persecution of Muslims.、Mm. But、yeah. uh, what do you view on the、uh, persecution of Rohingya Muslims、um, with Aung San Suu Kyi and how that contributes to the meaning of democracy or contradicts it?、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and、uh, another thing that I 
think it's pretty important that goes along with that kind of uh, notion or culture in Myanmar is of just like them not truly um, still the, the, still trying to fight for um, their own identity, I guess you could say, and also like a, a strong power within the nation itself so mm-hmm. that they could be like represented as a strong country to the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. the rest of the nations is uh, uh, has been there for many years. Um, I can say personally uh, because uh, I know about stories of like uh, Tamil people. So Tamil people are a group of people that are from South India, Southern India. And um, so it's uh, Tamil Nadu is a state and yeah. many uh, Tamil workers went to Burma at the time uh, to work. But it, but like after some time, uh, they they started kicking the Tamil people out and started sending them back to India, and um, so and many businesses uh, uh, were lost for them, and many Tamil people went into poverty, um, yeah. and so I feel like the same thing is kind of happening to the Rohingya Muslims, and they're being kicked out because uh, uh, like some of the adults and even the leader thinks that they're uh, Ill- illegal immigrants and they they shouldn't be there uh, in the first place and they kind of lead them to um, kind of to uh, you know run off to uh, uh, Bangladesh mm-hmm. or yeah. some neighboring countries like Thailand and essentially trying to get to Singapore to seek a refugee and yeah. Uh, yeah, we can see that Myanmar is still struggling with that and uh, like you talked about how the younger generation uh, they're more willing to uh uh, look at democracy as an option, but not not just the de- democracy that the mm-hmm. leaders and uh, the uh, and the officials say exists within Myanmar. Um, they they're more looking at true democracy, something you could see in uh, uh, perhaps like America, where there where there yeah. isn't discrimination based on any race, mm-hmm. even if uh, they even if they could be called as illegal immigrants. Uh, mm-hmm. There are ways that, uh, um, like, their children can get, like, uh, can be citizens by just like being born here, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not even there in Myanmar. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I think uh, is gonna happen. Yeah, and sometimes in democracy, you have sort of the built-in discrimination because some people they like the system of democracy. However, they don't. Um, feel like some other groups should have the rights that they have, especially if they're a minority um, and they have less of a say. Uh, But regarding culture and how the coup has affected that recently, um, I feel like the military and the old government, they follow the same sort of cultural norms, they follow the same religion, Um, they're very similar, however, the political ideology is what differs and that's where we see the strength of politics and how it can be such a dividing force even though they share a common culture um mm-hmm. because myanmar has a lot of beautiful places um that are representative of buddhism of buddhism and there's a reason why the military isn't uh trying to take those down um but they are Every each day, there's more, more and more reports um, that people are 
uh, being killed, protesters. There are many protesters in Myanmar right now. And it's really interesting to see during, because it's during a pandemic, everyone's wearing masks, uh, they're protesting. They actually have a sign for their protests where they hold up their um, index finger, middle finger, and ring finger at the same time. And um, it's sort of a salute. They hold that in the air. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's interesting the way that Myanmar is protesting. It's very democratic-like, even though there's an autocratic regime trying to take over. Mm. Oh, yeah, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, and I, I and I like to uh, look at religion a bit more, yeah. uh, especially concerning B- Buddhism or, well, uh, like uh, generally, if you look at the topic, every religion does uh, does like what propagate peace, yeah, and uh, you know, no, no, no non-violence and all of that. But I I uh, kind of have studied Buddhism myself. Mm-hmm. And I know um, a lot of the values and uh, things that they propagate and that they practice uh, is very contrary to what these uh, gov- the government and like government officials are doing, even though they they must be like what uh, Buddhist. And it's it's interesting because it, yeah, because you you can see like um, videos. And like photos of government officials who would have committed so many atrocities, mm-hmm. who would have, um, you know, especially in Myanmar, you could uh, like uh, military personnel or even uh, uh, Sukchi, um, how they would have just like been really reverent towards like Buddha and um, tried to pra- and try to like uh, practice what they teach, but it's not reflecting on how they treat the people, um, and it's it's interesting how religion. Uh, not just in this case, but in so many other cases, such as uh, Japan, like uh, how we talked about before, and even in Sri Lanka um, against the Tamil minority there, how Buddhism has played uh, a, a large role in discrimination when it mm-hmm. when that's not even the point of the religion. So yeah, you can't even call them true followers of Buddhism, and they've mm-hmm. just sort of uh, they've sort they've sort of uh, manipulated it so that. Uh, they can get what they want from it. They they also have uh, they also use religion to get so many votes um, in a quote unquote democracy. And we see the same thing with like uh, 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 with like Muslims, right? And like uh, mm-hmm. the religion of Islam. Uh, last time we talked with Omar about that. Yeah. And uh, how yeah, you know how it's uh, being portrayed in a wrong way in the world because of a few people who just mm-hmm. take it to the extreme and try to they try to like quote unquote promote peace like isis yeah which yeah there's there's always gonna be people who manipulate religion and it's kind of sad that that reflects on religion as a whole because that's what's being put in the headlines um of newspapers that's what's at the um when you're listening to the radio that's the first thing they talk about and Mm -hmm. but what i think is nice is uh when I read in or I listen about um, updates on Myanmar's military coup. Um, the protests, they, a lot of the protesters are very peaceful, um, and uh, it's interesting to see that because uh, that's what really democracy is all about—a peaceful protest. I mean, in the U.S. with the civil rights movement, that's how um, they 
the African Americans were able to get rights for colored people. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see this fold out uh, mm-hmm. because it's a true des- it's 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 a true testament to democracy if they're able to protest an autocratic government because usually protesters protest the democratic government. But when you're mm-hmm. protesting an autocratic government, a lot of people are going to be killed. And what I think might happen as we see more of these resistance movements building up, a lot mm-hmm. of them are becoming insurgent groups and are um, becoming very militant, which uh, we actually studied this recently, is what happened in South Africa. You have protesters against an autocratic uh, dictatorship. So if peaceful protests if they're just going to kill the protesters like they are in Myanmar then mm-hmm. they might as well uh, use violent tactics against them and try to get world um, get the world more aware of their situation mm, yeah yeah that is uh, that's a good connection there with South Africa mm-hmm. and uh, I was also thinking about how um, about how like the um how like the people when they do yeah. protest they kind of they're mainly uh comprised of youth right and yeah we see that as they become more insurgent they have there's this new generation that has grown up with this sort of this sort of a uh, turmoil constantly that there is a minimal uh there's like a small chance that they will actually be more indulgent to their traditional culture and so mm-hmm. i think that leads uh, that leads uh, a a sort of gap uh between like the older and the and the younger generation and mm-hmm. that's not something that you just see in myanmar you, you, that happens everywhere around the world yeah. but i think it's more intense here i think that uh um these days uh, elders would be finding it more tough to spread their culture their language um language also plays a, a large part i think yeah because uh today uh we live in a world where english is like the, the predominant language and everybody uh needs to learn it or everybody does learn it uh for better communication uh, and compared to asian languages the structure of english itself it's different like uh, different verb noun placements and stuff like that so when uh people go towards uh learning those for learning like english or something they can uh that can also be a separation uh from their grandparents and themselves and that's that's kind of what is happening to the immigrant families in america but mm-hmm. i'm saying that this is more true because i've seen it and happen in india itself where people don't know how to read a certain language uh they will know how to talk that language but they've been so accustomed to just learning english and english english all the time yeah. that uh yeah that uh they they kind of lose the sense of uh uh language mm-hmm. and um another thing uh since uh, india uh, so, sorry since uh myanmar is connected to many other nations and is relatively small uh it does have it does have connections with uh india bangladesh thailand uh and laos yeah. and so you can see like uh in in myanmar itself there's actually a large concentration of uh of those of those countries cultures kind of being uh 
like influenced into theirs and so it's uh interesting to see like as the world progresses we're kind of becoming more uh polarized in terms of identity because it's really important to know who we are in the world and so i think that uh this other aspect is pretty interesting how when uh we when a certain nations or when a person from person uh from a certain nation starts to uh build up their own, uh, uh their own identity they will uh they will start to um uh you know like misallocate where certain culture and traditions came from and they'll be more uh inclined to looking at differences rather than similarities and especially with the military coup as uh, something that is uh very specific to Myanmar itself they will not uh it's harder for them to make connections with other nations that are even just surrounding them yeah yeah that's that's very true um and now i want to sort of shift to the uh concept of the coronavirus coming in to this coup cuz we have all this going on and with you know the military coming in with people protesting um with the youth rising up with resistance movements that are mi- more militant coming up often people forget that coronavirus is going on so uh that shifts us to the it, recently it came out that the military coup is having a large toll a negative toll on the healthcare system uh because if there are people who are refusing to go to work because their work in the hospital has become a war zone you know you don't know whether a bomb is going to go off um and who mm. planted that bomb did the military plant that or did resistance movements try to attack the military um did that happen so you sort of see this whole effect of covid coming in and the way how uh the, basically the military they don't care about covid they don't care if they don't care about the people as long as their military stays corrupt and their government is corrupt as well because basically Aung San Suu Kyi ha- has been trying to you know decrease the corruptness of the government um which may have been why she uh, was handed the Nobel Peace Prize even though she persecuted Rohingya Muslims um but just now we see all that sort of falling apart because of dictatorship the military doesn't agree with the democracy and actually on on song sushi has been trying to uh cooperate with the military but the military they just want power and in a democracy you can't just give people power because that's corrupt um so you have those aspects coming in and i feel like the country could take a serious hit due to covid as we see in india right now um mm-hmm. because yeah. many people are gathering in large groups to protest even though they're wearing masks if they're that close together it's bound to spread and that's where we have variants coming in and things like that yeah that, yeah that that is true and you can also you could also like uh, from what you said you can also uh, understand how a week not a, uh, like the political system is or yeah. in uh, Myanmar because due to the constant uh, changes of power um i would say due to the military coup you know with the military coup you have a a military leader not exactly knowing like maybe how a country should be run and that's yeah. kind of something that uh, like a democratic leader or like a party leader 
would know. But just not only that, the sudden change, uh, especially during this pandemic, is really bad. And this is not the only place where you can find that there's been a power change. But even uh, even when the uh, even when the um, the government started kicking out the Rohingya Muslims, there was also a power change there because um, well, for because uh, during that time. There was a high, uh, there, there was a high increase in the use of social media to, uh, for the government to put, put out their po- political agenda, and that's the main, that's the main reason why, um, like a lot of the elders, um, are more extremists or more patriot, more patriots to Myanmar, or like against, uh, uh, you know, the Rohingya Muslims being there, and it's it's a, it's a social media, right? And so there you could see like the uh, power due the change in power due to uh, social media as well yeah you see um, the Myanmar the coup in Myanmar when it first started out it was circulating around social media super fast and younger generations who actually um, are descendants of older generations that live in other countries such as the United States are starting to lobby for um, against the coup in Myanmar, they're trying, they're influencing politicians, and actually mm-hmm. the current president, president of the United States, and mm-hmm. men- Biden, and many other foreign leaders are starting to condemn this military coup. But yeah. it's, it's interesting the way that China has dealt with that. I mean, China's right there; they're a really close neighbor to Myanmar, and they've affect they've affected Myanmar's dictatorship in the past. However, yeah. military, the government's dysfunctional. They they aren't able to trade because uh, all the infrastructure that, San, that Aung San Suu Kyi has implemented isn't being used because the military is only concerned with power. And that's disrupting trade with China. Uh, Myanmar buys a majority, almost all of their supplies, of all of their imports come from China. And so... It could be interesting to see if China condemns the military coup, even though China is a dictatorship. They have some values of democracy, but they mm-hmm. would condemn a fully democratic government. And it's interesting to see how they cooperated with Myanmar's democracy. Everything was going well. And now that that democracy has fallen to shambles, they're sort of concerned because their trade with Myanmar is less. Um, because, I mean, all the countries around China do a lot of trade um, with them whether it be coerced or not we don't know that but they are major trade partners um, mm-hmm. so yeah. what do you think earlier on we talked about um, even though people's cultures are similar they're being divided by political ideology China and Myanmar even though their political ideologies are different they're being united for trade um, between trades so what do you think about that uh, yeah so well, I think uh, regardless of um, political ideology and like what a nation stands for, mm-hmm. um, trade is always a uniting factor. Because I mean, only with the flow of money can there be an increase in like the economy and also like this the 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 level of that nation uh, when like ranking against other nations in terms of power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think uh, I think that's why China. Uh, is is trading more with Myanmar, and uh, I think like the mil- the military coup 
also kind of destabilize the government and yeah uh, that's bad for china because they probably get a lot of imports that they can't find uh from myanmar uh and um i mean that, ca- that they can only find from myanmar um yeah and i can say that it's also the same for india and china because mm-hmm. uh there's been a long history of india and china being uh you know being at war with each other and they're just yeah. like not not trustful of each other and there's always mm-hmm. this kind of like hate that's going on but they still do uh they still do do trade because uh yeah. chinese companies can sell products at a much lower price in india and mm-hmm. it kind of goes the other way as well so that trade that the trade part is happening regardless of you know uh the feelings of people and stuff because money can just oh, uh just uh transcends all of those limitations of hate and stuff like that so i think that's why yeah. and that's also like affected uh uh Myanmar uh, at least i'm saying at least i think trade um mm-hmm. would w- w- is like one of the beneficial things for Myanmar right now even though like there is a military go- coup going on yeah. um there will be some companies that are staying afloat and helping um you know the uh the the people essentially by doing trade yeah. so yeah well this was a very interesting episode talking about a very current event that's going on amidst the coronavirus um it's interesting how uh politics and um religion and culture sort of trump coronavirus um and uh we're seeing that in Myanmar so we'll we'll uh keep posting videos um about current day culture and crisis um in the near future yes Thank you for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya.